Welcome to Spilling and Dealing, the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of SandySpill.com. And with me today, as always, is the producer and moderator of the podcast, Ramin Forgani. Ramin, it is August. I know we just mentioned that in our last podcast, but August means school has started and transfers are officially enrolling. There has been madness every single year. SandySpiel.com is the place to go to find out about transfers. I haven't looked at our list in a while, but we have well over 80 transfers now located on the boys' side alone, and that is what we are going to talk about today. And we have, just in the past couple days, just this past week, three known All-State players shifting schools, and we have a lot more to cover today, Ramin. Indeed, we do. We have a lot of big names moving around, some uh, schools getting some big enrollees as a whole, and we will cover it all, break it down for you, and the implications for what this means for the upcoming uh, slew of games in the GHSA. But first, we need to thank our Spielin' and Dealin' podcast sponsors, Sportal Space. Sportal Space, we connect communities through youth sports, going to be at a lot of high school events throughout the season, throughout the year, every single sport. Uh, we got volleyball, we got softball, we're going to be there for football, basketball, of course, baseball. A lot of good stuff going on over here at Sportal Space. You can check them out at sportalspace.com. We are just trying to shine a light on the student athletes out there. We have fun features on our YouTube page, our YouTube channel. Just follow us. Uh, search for Sportal Space, and we'll be one of the first ones to pop up there, do fun features, going to schools, interviewing players, uh, talking to coaches, doing game previews, live broadcasts, some fun features here and there, a lot of different stuff, a lot of different sports covered, covering the great state of Georgia, and we will be venturing into Florida this year as well. So check out Sportal Space, every practice, every game. And with that being said, we will dive right into the boys' GHSA basketball transfer list. Um, People are enrolling, so things should become more official. Although, if you listen to our last podcast, you heard there's a, still a few people up in arms. Their status is up in the air. Are they going to go college? Are they going to go prep? Are they going to reclassify? What does it all mean? We don't know, but we are going to talk about the things that we do know. Starting in class 7A, senior Javon Tatum, six foot one, 170. He's moving from Tucker to Grayson. A big addition for Grayson Tatum led DeKalb County in scoring last year at 18.3 points per game, had close to two steals per game. This is a guy that can push it in transition. He can shoot the ball, a physical guard. Uh, He looked very good when I saw him at Battle for Georgia playing with the Atlanta Express. Um, He's going to help out a lot. He's going to be there with Devion Smith, uh, Rico Hallman Jr., uh, a, a bunch of good guards, a slew of talent over there at Grayson. They got the big men in place as well. Uh, a lot of talent has accumulated over there at Grayson, and uh, they get a big time scoring uh, punch in the arm, shot in the arm of scoring power with Javon Tatum. So, Coach Geoffrey Pierce, they got some uh, talented, talented uh, players from big to small. Grayson has been a, a Final Four uh, participant, I believe it was the past two years in a row now. So Grayson, they are moving in the right direction, and they get a, a nice, juicy piece of help in Javon Tatum, a tough guard that can score the ball. Another senior choosing to spend his last season of high school ball elsewhere, an intra-county transfer in Gannett, senior Cam Rowland going from North Gannett to Mountain View. 
Cam Boogie Rowan, good three-point shooter, will stretch the floor quite well, uh, averaging the teens this year at North Gwinnett where they won only three games. Uh, he will be going to uh, Mountain View who has a couple transfers moving in. Got a big guy that came in from uh, Missouri. Um, they got Elijah Malik Wilson who came in from Collins Hill who provides some scoring and length at 6'4 on the wing. Um, Roland's going to be there. Naheem Alenye is going to be the one running the show. Very talented, tough score, tough playmaker. Mountain View is going to have one of the better backcourts in Gwinnett County. And Cam Roland uh, could be one of those missing pieces to help stretch the defenses because we know Mountain View, when they were at their best last year, uh, they were slinging those three balls. They were knocking them down. Uh, and they're going to be able to do that again with Cam Roland in place. It's all seniors in Class 7A. John Michael Wright, he's coming from North Carolina, from Northwood Temple Academy to McEachern. Yes, McEachern, the pipeline of AOT. Uh, they get John Michael Wright. AOT has uh, been kind to McEachern. Uh, a couple guys uh, have come there over the past few years. But uh, John Michael Wright, another tough bowling ball athletic guard. He's going to have very good chemistry with this McEachern uh, unit who might be losing um, Babatunde Akinbola. I've heard he might be going to Auburn early. And if that's the case, it's going to be a, a glaring uh, hole inside. Jerry Jones, a good talented offensive post player but he is not the shot blocker that Ekin Ball is so that would be interesting to keep an eye on but John Michael Wright is going to bolster that um, that offense on the perimeter with Sharif Cooper, Isaac Okoro uh, a very good nucleus Alan Breed, a couple of those guys are going to be playing some bigger uh, roles Quinton McElroy uh, a, a very good team of course McEachin but as we always know and we always say it is hard to win a state championship in Georgia and if McEachern doesn't get it done this year, uh, boy, oh, boy, that would be a, a pretty big missed opportunity to have that great core of Cooper, Okoro, uh, Jared John, all those guys. If they can't get it done, that's going to be a shock. But uh, spoiler alert, it's going to be very difficult to not rank them number one heading into the state, uh, state season. But they will have this team to contend with a perennial name on our transfer list. Lots of movement in and out. This time a trio of 2019's Charles Smith the fourth, Rodney Howard, and Malachi Rhodes all coming into Wheeler. This will be very interesting. So they And they had um, uh, Sam Hines, who's going to be a junior next year. Uh, he transferred in as well. He's about 6'6", six, six, plays on the perimeter, you know, inside-outside guy. Uh, was more of an inside guy for St. Francis last year. So out of those four transfers that we know of, could be more. That's that's three from Game Elite. That's where they get their players from. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. They're going to have a lot of big guys, but now it's going to be a logjam. Now they're going to have a good starting five. Again, on paper, you're going to go at Roscoe Eastman at the point guard, who is uh, he's a very good passer, and he's shown he can knock down the three. Uh, he is at his best when he's not the number one options, but when defenses are sagging off on him, he can definitely knock down the open three. So that's the guy that's going to get people involved uh, defensively. We'll we'll see. He can you know he gets a couple steals here and there, but I worry about his frame and how he's going to check some of these tougher, bigger guards. But offensively, he's going to be able to move the ball around. Um, also, it looks like uh, who's going to be playing at the two. Uh, it's probably going to be Charles Smith, the fourth, uh, who 
transferred. I mean, he's at his like fourth school now. He was at La Lumiere, uh, transferred, played in the middle of the season for McEachin last year, had a falling out. Now he's over at Wheeler. So he will be there. He's a, a good shooter. Very good shooter, can hit the hit the long ball stretch defense has shown he can get to the basket some too. Uh pretty good athlete as well. Uh so that's you know, that's number one. Number two, uh Sam Hines, if he transfers over here, you would um expect that he would be transferring over to play a lot of minutes so sam hines would be probably playing at the uh the three position a guy we just mentioned i like his inside outside game good nose for the ball good rebounder uh not much of an outside threat really but i think he could shoot the ball a little bit but uh he's been known to play around the rim then we got malachi Rhodes uh from eagles landing christian academy and um, we'll we'll talk more about Eagles Landing Christian Academy. The the whole uh, I guess if you want to say it blew up or whatever. They still got some pieces there, but we'll talk about that later. But Malachi Rhodes, about six foot seven. Um, he's been ranked as a center, but now he wants to play more on the perimeter. He doesn't really have guard skills to be sticking on the perimeter i like him more as a power forward rebounds the ball pretty well and don't think i've ever seen him shoot a a three-pointer or a jump shot like that yet um i'm sure he could develop that but he's going to be a guy that is at the very least a, a good athletic rebounder that's going to run the floor well and protect the rim son and then rodney howard six foot ten uh He's got some work to do. He's he's uh, he's gotten you know lacks foot speed. He he is a big body. He will rebound. He will do some of that. Question how he's going to guard the pick and roll though. That is a an area for improvement. He will need. He is a he is mechanical with his post moves. He needs to get in the gym with someone that uh, can teach him proper post moves and you know give him the keys to success. Uh, uh, he, he's got some work to do, but he is a big body. He will rebound and he will take up some space. So that's a pretty good starting five. If you're going to go Eastman, Smith, you're going to go Hines, you're going to go Rhodes and Howard. Uh, you got Darius Gaddy. You're going to bump that poor kid to the bench. Uh, I talked to him a couple years ago when he first left North Cobb for Wheeler. Uh, we thought this was something that was going to happen. Uh, but he's a talented scorer. I believe he's left-handed. Uh, defensively, he's got a lot of work to do. He is, uh, but, uh, he's got a lot of work to do defensively. He can get lazy out there, but he can definitely score the ball a little bit around the rim. Uh, and he's a good kid off the court. So I'm a, uh, I'm a supporter of him. So that's a, a good six man. But with that being said, you know, if I'm Wheeler and Larry Thompson, who has coached a lot of good big men before, and he he turned EJ Montgomery into a um, he turned EJ Montgomery from a good player into a superstar great player at Wheeler when he told him you're sitting your butt on the block and you're going to dominate you're not going to float around outside like he did you're not going to do that he got him on the block and he was a true dominant post player I think he could do wonders for Rhodes and Howard I think he could really help them out a lot and I think he's going to run a lot of high low looks he had Austin Johnson. And he had uh, Montgomery last year. Now you just substitute those guys out for Rhodes and Howard. Now they're definitely not as talented as those two were, um, you know, aggregate combined last year. But that's, you know, a very solid one-two punch. Now if I'm defensively, I'm going to sit in the 2-3 zone and I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to make you knock down six, seven, eight, nine threes. Now they can definitely do that. Eastman can shoot the three-point shot. And we know Smith is known for his marksmanship from deep. But if I'm other teams, I'm just going to say, shoot. 
I'm going to I'm going to gamble. I'm going to say 2-3 zone. I'm going to make you hit some threes. I'm going to try and block out. Easier said than done, but there is a lot of talent over there at Wheeler. After last year was a light year, Larry's first year, not a lot of movement in there. Uh but they got that bad boy cranking right back up again. A lot of new faces over there at Wheeler. We'll see if Coach Thompson, who does a very nice job of keeping, you know, he's coached a lot of uh, big names before. Good job of keeping that chemistry well and, um, you know, not, you know, egos, whatever, personalities all in check. Uh, he's a good man for the job. It'll be interesting to see how they can put it all together. They still got to deal with Pebble Brook, Westlake, Campbell, some good teams in that region. But again, on paper, Wheeler, definitely one of the best teams in the state. And in the interest of time, we'll jump over 6A down to 5A. Junior Jermaine Man, excuse me, Junior Jermaine Man was going from Elka to Stars Mill. A huge move in 5A. Yes, so Eagles Landing Christian Academy, they lose their two best players, their two best big men. Uh, I think that could possibly help them a little bit. Trevon Reddish entering the season with at least nine offers point guard uh it's it's sink or swim time now for him kj jones uh makai cameron it's sink or swim now and the problem with them last year they were not able to hit enough outside shots to beat teams that would play two three zone against them now you don't have your big men inside now you're going to be forced to play more of a, a fluid pace of an offense uh and you're going to have to hit some outside shots so let's see if that opens up driving lanes for reddish and company over there at eagles landing christian academy don't 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 count them out just yet izzy momadou is transferred in he was at eagles landing over the summer and decided to stay at Eagles Landing or go to Eagles Landing Christian Academy instead. He is very raw from London, uh, you know. But he, he's he's about six seven. He might be able to help out a little bit rebounding, running the floor. Uh, skill set remains to be seen. But Eagles Landing Christian Academy, all of a sudden, they're going to have to rely on their guards and they're going to have to hit some outside shots. But back to Stars Mill, Charlemagne Gibbons, first year back in the GHSA over there at Stars Mill, and he gets a big one. Jermaine Mann, six foot five. I list him as a power forward. Some people want to say he's more of a you know perimeter guy. I don't see that in him just yet. He is much better from 15 feet and in. He can face up his man, explode to the basket. Uh, a, a big time athlete, uh, great nose for the ball, big time rebounder, scores around the rim, got that big you know about 210, 215 pound frame. He knows how to use it now as far as the outside shot you know he might hit a corner three here and there but definitely uh, his bread is buttered from 15 feet and in and he is going to be a very key piece for stars mill turning that uh turning that region upside down a little bit giving them a uh, region three a, a different look so he's going to be very physical inside and nate allison who i saw play over the summer he is about six foot eight big man all he did was stand on the perimeter so I don't know if that was just, you know, summer ball or stuff, but if, if that's the case, if you want to stretch Allison, if he is that, you know, in love with the outside game and put man inside, that will work. If not, if you want to go two twin towers, go six five and six eight and two big physical guys that can score around the rim as well, you can do that too. But Sars Mill, they have some interesting pieces in place now. And especially Jermaine Mann, he's probably the best player in that region. He's going to have a lot to say in class five A. Down to Class 3A, a duo of seniors both going to Johnson, Savannah, Lamont, Sams, and Javon Rubin, 1-6-8-1-5-10, respectively. Yes, uh, we have some interesting stuff going there at Johnson, Savannah, Brandon Harris, and Lamont Sams. Um, we'll see if it all goes to fruition. I mean, when we tweeted out Brandon Harris was leaving Beach for John Savannah Beach, Twitter account was right on. I said, yep, they got a trainer at that school. We are turning in John Savannah. He will not be playing there this year. 
you got to respect Beach. If that is if that much the case, and they do think that is undue, um, undue influence, uh, good for them for standing up and doing the right thing and reporting it. So we'll see what happens over there. But Johnson was set to only return three players. I've not seen Harris play, but he has some high major offers from Georgia. Georgia Tech can't six wing. Um, and he can score the ball, some versatile skills. I'll read the block. So he'll be playing next to Shamar Jones, who averaged 19 points per game in a Mondre Bowl. So that's a nice nucleus right there. And if you bring in Lamont Sams as well, that's a freaking really good, uh, you know, starting five, you know, four of the five, a six foot eight guy. Runs the floor pretty well, rebounder, 6.6 rebounds, two blocks per game, and he would be coming from their rival Jenkins, who lost Bakari Bryant, who went to Burkmark to become a he- uh, assistant coach. So that means uh, the the changing of the guard a little bit in, uh, in uh, Chatham County over there in Savannah. Guys switching teams, who is going to be the top dog? It's been Jenkins for a long time, but now it looks like Johnson is going to make a play and try and take over that city. But don't forget about my little guys in Class 2A. Woodville Tompkins. I don't have any transfers in that I know of, but Woodville Tompkins, that is a burgeoning powerhouse over there in Savannah. Class 2A seems to be silent for the moment, according to our transfer list. Class A, we have our typical guys moving into and out of the privates, Green Forest, Aquinas, Elka, um, your big names there. But we want to go out of the GHSA. This is where the bulk of the interesting transfers are out of the GHSA, but still in the state of Georgia to Gisa, Gisa, however you want to pronounce it. Holy Spirit Prep, they have a lot of players coming in, Kyle. Yes, yes, they do. Holy Spirit Prep, I was talking to another coach uh, yesterday or just recently this past week, and they said I, they wouldn't be surprised if it gets to the point where Holy Spirit Prep is just taking all these kids and people just refuse, flat out refuse to to play Holy Spirit Prep. I saw something on ESPN. They had a football story about some team in like Maryland who was doing the same team, same, same thing. And people were just like, we are not going to play them. Now, I don't think that will be the case because there's always going to be, um, you know, teams that are loading the deck in the GHSA who get away with it. And they're always going to want to play big games and, you know, play other good teams. So, you know, the, the top 1% won't be afraid to play Holy Spirit Prep. But if you're just some, you know, you know, random school, I don't know, just East Coweta or just um, uh, Harrison, you know, just just completely just whatever name schools, just making, you know, pulling out schools off the top of my head. No, they're not going to ever want to schedule Holy Spirit Prep, but Holy Spirit Prep's probably not going to try and get them on the schedule either. Um, but no one's ever going to want to play them because they are just so good. And they're, they're, you know, some of the guys, they already got Anthony Edwards there. DeAndre Brown going to Holy Spirit Prep, Amir Langley, a kid named Khalil Brantley from North Carolina going there, Ibrahim Ajarju, so from Green Force, Holy Spirit Prep. Holy Spirit Prep is loaded. they got a lot of good talent. They're going to win the state championship in GSA. No one's going to play them to within 30 points, and then they're going to have a bunch of showcase games. So um, they just keep sucking up all these guys. Uh, I I mean, it's still going to be the Anthony Edwards show. He's going to take a bulk of the shots. I don't know if uh, you know, do these guys understand, you know, you, you know, you're a great player, but you go there, it's, it's going to be a different picking. There's a lot of guys going in and it's going to be hard. Tyser Anderson, uh, he's got a lot of people to keep happy. A lot of transfers going in there. A lot of talented players is going to be interesting to see how he can disperse playing time and keep everybody pleased with what they're doing. But Holy Spirit prep definitely in the discussion for the best team in the state of Georgia. There's uh there's no doubt about that, but it seems like there's another another school, a prep school, not even a high school team that's starting to take some players uh, or starting to get some players to come there. But uh, you'll have to hear a little bit more 
about uh, Ramin's rant. You can read that on sportalspace.com. Ramin talks a little bit about reclassification, don't you, Ramin? I do, and uh, not maybe the rant isn't specifically about this school that we're going to mention next, just generally more about reclassification and what that means for high school basketball and high school, you know, the uh, academics behind it. They are student athletes after all, maybe, but the skill factor has gotten a lot of GHSA commits, and to my knowledge, Kyle, I think we were talking about this earlier, they're not a physical school. They don't have a physical building or classes. Everything's online, but they get together to play games together, and I guess they're uh, they're the IMG for basketball? Uh trying to be something like that but uh yeah donovan grant forgoes his senior season at campbell to go to the skill factory which i don't know we'll see if that helps his recruitment i might have heard otherwise you know when you're leaving schools like that it's it's interesting but he'll he'll you know he'll he'll be slotted in he'll be playing with a lot of good players over there now it's up to him to sink or swim and then christian wright was a, a you know really interesting one all-state guard uh, from Milton going to the skill factory. So he's going to skip his junior and his senior season. He already has high major offers, and he's going to the skill factory now. Um, a lot of people around the state are definitely scratching their head about that one because when you're that good, you don't really need too much help. Everybody knows where to find you. You already have all the offers. So now they're going to the skill factory, and I'm going to have to pull pull up the skill factory, see what type of teams they play, um, but – they go all over the place and play different teams, and you know a lot of teams aren't good. Some of the teams are good, um, and but the the craziest thing, you know, they were at Georgia State team camp playing high school teams. So I don't understand the the prep schools playing the high school teams. I don't know how you benefit from that, and especially with some of these kids that just graduated in 2018 and maybe it was just for the summer you know just knocking off some rust going at the georgia state that very well could be the case but if you're just graduating now you're going back and playing high school other high school kids i don't know how that that helps out uh, a whole lot but uh yeah the skill factory they're definitely building something interesting over there and uh i mean i don't think they're going to be playing any high school teams but it is it is interesting how there has been a shift of kids just they're just going to forgo their high school career and just go straight into prep school uh it's very interesting it's very sad for the ghsa to be losing these people but hopefully they get what they want out of it they're going to be getting good training it's going to be training around the clock over there in the skill factory i think they they do um i think they do take their grades and academics fairly fairly seriously even though it is all online but uh yeah, Christian Wright leaving Milton to go to the Skill Factory, a big uh, big shocker. And Milton was going to be a very good team this year, and they were going to have a shot at the top ten, a good young team. And especially a year from now, they'd be very, very, uh, very competitive in Class 7A and have a chance to go pretty deep. But uh, no, he's going to the Skill Factory instead. So the Skill Factory and Holy Spirit Prep, two schools that have been uh, – schools, prep schools, however you want to call it, they had been getting a lot of talent to – come out of the ghsa and play with them instead so uh something to keep an eye on as these uh as these seasons uh rack up see where they become and uh three years from now see what becomes of them well the landscape shifting i think this may be the first year where we've seen the out of ghsa um 
movements be so large and be so coordinated towards a couple of specific places. So we'll see if this ships the GHSA landscape. Of course, all the transfers we are tracking on sandyspiel.com. These kids are getting enrolled. It'll be interesting to see how all these new transfers affect their teams as hot as the regular season starts. Kyle, if you don't have anything else, stay with us, sandyspiel.com, on Twitter, at sandyspiel, at kylesandy355. And, of course, we'll be back with you with the podcast, Spielin' and Dealin'. We appreciate you listening. On behalf of Kyle, this is Ramin signing off.